Um, so I composted about like twelve or thirteen thousand pounds of food waste on my property. Damn. Um, twelve or thirteen thousand pounds. A lot. An immense amount of weight. That is. Yeah, a lot. I think about it in in terms of elephants, right? So they're like. Two tons. You know, I'm going to so take your word for it. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, I, 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 I think about that. that I was like, huge. damn, that's something they're I should know. Tons. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a couple, I composted basically a couple elephants in my backyard. We're back. We have Heather from Kona Compost. I said that weird. I was with an accent. Co- yeah. Kona Compost. <laughs> compost? Compost. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty excited. We actually use your product. So when we were like thinking about like who we were going to have on in November and December, my wife suggested you. And I was like, that's actually a really good idea because I've always found, you know, my wife puts this like bucket out on our yard and then like all the stuff that she collects. It disappears. It just disappears. And then I was always curious, like, I mean, you charge us obviously to come and do that. Yeah. But, like, is there, like, another side to that where you're, like, like, what is the benefit, I guess, of collecting everybody's compost in, like, a mass? Um, so, consider me your, like, organic trash person, right? So, if you did not put your food scraps in my bucket, and typically people just throw it in their trash can, um, it's really just is not a good thing uh what ends up happening is that it goes to the landfill and just kind of hangs out there for eternity and uh ends up emitting all of this methane gas into the atmosphere and um it's just consider it just like a missed opportunity if you threw food in the trash it's it's a total missed opportunity yeah Mm -hmm. um it it just doesn't do anything um on the contrary you compost it and what happens on the flip side after it gets collected is that it goes off to a farm and over to another partner of ours and it gets turned into soil. So essentially food can just grow more food. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's got a, you know, tons of benefits aside from that, but um, you know, the, the big one is, is that it's just a, you know, it doesn't emit the methane uh, if it sits in the landfill. So, so you're like, you're a fairly environmentally conscious person then. Is that the is that the motivator behind this? Um, y- yes. So yeah, I'm very environmentally conscious. Um, I also ha- so I had this idea of the company um, probably going back like 15 years ago. So my background really is in the creative world. Um, I was a a photo director prior to starting this company, and um, at the time, my wife and I were living in Montgomery County, and um, I said to her, you know. I, I'm out there gardening. I'm like, man, this compost is awesome. People, what ended up happening is in the office, people kept dropping off their their banana peels and their orange rinds on my desk. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll take them home and uh, and I'll. So what you like? Lip, you send out an email blast. Be like, bring me your orange peels. Uh, it, well, it, you know, it, how did I that just, happen? Like, or were people just throwing food at you? Yeah, and you made it an here. opportunity. <laughs> were they bullying you? Like, I was, I was like, not. I'll show them. I'll start a business. <laughs> that's the, right. That'd be the greatest, the greatest anti-bullying like yeah. campaign of all time. Be like, I, I flipped it on them. Yeah, there you go. M&M that. <laughs> okay, so like. People 
people knew that you were composting. People knew that I was composting. And okay. what ended up happening is that I bring in all of these vegetables and people are like, oh, hey, this is great. You know, and they would ask a couple of questions and I would tell them about how I'm going about gardening and that I'm using compost and here's how I'm doing it. And they're like, well, do you want my stuff? And I was like, sure, more the merrier. No problem. I'll take it home. Yeah. And um, so it kind of just sparked an idea. And I'm like, oh, okay, people are interested. They just don't want to do it themselves, but they want to do the right thing. Yeah. And they're totally cool with getting some vegetables on the flip side. Or if, you know, they're gardeners themselves, then, you know, the benefit of getting that soil back, which is which is kind of how Kona Compost operates, is that we we return soil to, to folks who want it. If not, it gets donated to somebody, oh, wow. uh, like a community garden that, that can use it. And is that, like, additional to, like, so, like, if we would just call you and be like, hey, give us some dirt? We do a big give back in the springtime. So we'll we'll send out an email and say, hey, it's it's compost give back time. You can either sign up to get it back or you can sign up to have your share donated. Is that, does that cost the customer money or do you yep. just give the soil back? Yeah, it just comes, it comes back. It's nice. it's kind of like that, that closed loop cycle of being a part of. Um, so that's factored into like the totally. membership of being yeah, part of Kona. for sure. Yeah. Damn. That's an. Like, did you get this idea from, like, or, like, the inspiration obviously comes from you gardening and caring about the environment, but the idea and, like, the model, did you get this from somebody else, or did you, like, kind of just, like, amass this over time? Like, how did the model come together? Yeah, so there's a little bit of research that went into it. Um, There's a company in Philadelphia called Bennett Compost that's been around for, I don't know, 10, 10, 12, 15 years, something like that. And um, I'm like, okay, how are, how are these folks operating, right? They're doing it in Philly where there's just, you know, mass population there and it works out really well, right? Suburb composting, little different city composting. You've just got all those people in one spot uh, and they don't have room to compost. It's denser customer it's, base. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and so I did a little bit of looking into them and that led to some other folks that were doing it around the country and... Um, yeah, there's, there's a huge group of community composters that are within the area here. I just met with um, a bunch of them on, on Sunday. And um, and then there's tons just throughout the country. And all, I want to say, in, in every state, there is a couple of community composters that are doing the same thing. Oh, so there's, so. there's a fair amount of people doing this, like, across the nation then yeah. already. Yeah. Especially, in, like, it makes sense in the denser populations, like Philly. Yep. Like, you... you if you get customers up here, like my wife literally tells everybody that lives around us about you guys. Because <laughs> she's like, that one just get more people. And then it's, and it's I'm the like, I get way. it. But yeah. you have to drive to all the spots to pick them up. Yeah. yeah. Is it like, what are your denser, like what areas do you have like the most amount of buckets? Um, Yardley, Yardley, Doylestown, Percocet, Newtown. Okay. Um, so it's like that straight kind of swamp road shot. Pretty much. I mean, you think of all the places that have a borough, and that's the best spot for me to be in. Okay. So you do target, like, more dense I do. I, I've unfortunately had to say no to people because, you know, like, I, for instance, I've had people in um, Regalsville and Irwinna that are like, hey, we want to do this. And I'm like, y- you know, if you can get your entire neighborhood to do it, I'll think about it and consider it because I would love to. Yeah, but it's too, f- you got to stay so localized. But, yeah, it doesn't make sense to drive, you know, so far away to, you know, Percocet's at at the top of it, um, and that's that's a hike. Honestly, I 
grew up in kind of like the Newtown area and then moved to Doylestown during high school. And even when I moved to Doylestown, I thought Parker was like, that's too far. <laughs> Isn't that like, like dude? Like if you, if I was like talking to a, a young lady or something like that, and she'd be like, "Oh yeah," but like, where you live, Perkis? He'd be like, mm, <laughs> "I'm not making that drive." Is that weird? I don't know. It's to to this day, I'm like, "Oh man, moved. I could move to Perkisie out there." <laughs> and it's literally like it's 15 minutes away. It's, yeah, 15, it's like 15 minutes up the road from here, That's but it's always just so far away to me. <laughs> so hilarious. I feel your pain. Yeah, it's a huge county. So um, yeah, Bucks County when you really think about it, it's like such a weird, it, it has kind of, it's like a melting pot in a way. It kind of has like a little bit of everything Yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. I mean, you've got your rural communities, you've got your, you know, affluent areas, you've got areas that are, you know, not as affluent and um, yeah, you get a pretty good mix of folks. Yeah. it's So that's good. So Percocy all the way to like the, the river basically. Yeah. Um, How long have you been doing this? Kicked off in 2019, so right before everything Perfect timing. shut down. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, um, which actually w- was great. Um, I know we were talking a little bit earlier about the roads being empty. I mean, for somebody who has to drive, it was spectacular to have no one on the road um, at that time. And the other interesting thing was that people's waste was consolidated. Yeah. You know, at somebody goes to school, somebody goes to the office, maybe somebody stays home or whatever your your dynamic is. All of that was just stuffed back into the home and people were forced to look at as, you know, all of their trash. That yeah, because little Johnny's not going to bring his banana peel home No, if he's at sc- eating no. it at school. He's just going to throw it in the trash. Yep. The only person I know that would bring their compost home is probably my wife. Oh, good for her. Yeah, she's crunchy. Yeah, I like that. That's what the people say. <laughs> she's crunchy. A lot of people don't know that about her. And she, I might be blowing her spot up, but she's crunchy. What does crunchy mean? She's like, uh, like, like when the first car we got her, she wanted a Subaru. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. Okay, I get you. Yeah. It's like yoga Subaru. Yeah, Anna's the same way. Tent dweller. Anna, your yeah. girlfriend, crunchy. Yeah, she wants to start a composting thing. She tried to in her backyard. Yeah, we live yeah. in Trenton, so it's kind of a city, <laughs> and there was just no way to keep it. You yeah, have a organized. backyard, but it's like too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, just not it. It's too um, close to the house. Yeah. Hey, would you come to Trenton? <laughs> uh, if more people are interested, <laughs> yes, I would come to Trenton. I mean, because that's, you know, you always think I'm going, oh, God, Jersey, it's so far. Like, no, it's literally like eight minutes over the, you know, away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you got to go over the bridge, which yeah, is always dangerous. Those bridges. Yeah. If it's not the Washington Crossing Bridge, then we're, we're good to go. That bridge stinks. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, if you. <laughs> it's so scary. I'll, I'll avoid that. I drive a larger truck, so, like, I avoid all those bridges at all costs. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just get people honking at me. And just <laughs> like full mirrors in. It's always just like a dilemma. Yeah. But what do you? What kind of vehicle do you have? Like a wrapped vehicle that people can like spot? Or not, is it just not yet. That's on. That's on the the wish list for uh, for next year is to get nice. a permanent vehicle. But um, no, I've been making do with. You know, I, I had one, got rid of it, and then just kind of went to a, a bit of a rental model, and that's good enough for right now. Until like it, the car situation was so crazy. It still is mm. so. It's crazy. still crazy. I want to buy a new truck. Like, I drive, a like, a diesel pickup. Yeah. And I'm like, I should just go to, like, the trucks one smaller than mine mm-hmm. and not do diesel. And I was like, I wonder how much that would save me. And I was sitting there getting gas one day just in my truck. And I did the math, and I was like, I could save, like, $800 a month between my car payment and the gas. It's like five or $600 a month in gas. Oh, my 
God. I would save him just money. Wow. I was like, what the hell am I doing? I immediately just started emailing car dealerships. <laughs> I was like, that's that's a stupid amount of money. Yeah. And I don't, like, sometimes I use the, like, the, the full amount of the truck, but most of the time I'm just, like, just driving around. Yeah. Going different places, so. I, I totally, when I was, like, thinking about, like, what you're doing as far as, like, going to different locations, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, I wonder how this all works, because, like, we lived in Yardley. Yep. You picked it up. Mm-hmm. Now we live in Doylestown. You're still picking it up, mm-hmm. and that's when I started being like, I wonder how big this network is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's fairly large. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have I have like we were saying before, it's like I have got a dense customer base in Yardley. I mean, I, I live there, and um, you know, people are interested and a little bit more environmentally conscious. And for sure, Yardley's uh, more of definitely a little bit more um, on the crunchier side. It's crunchy. It's crunchy. I mean, I think Doyle, <laughs> Doyle sounds, sounds pretty crunchy it's there, pretty too. It's pretty crunchy. Yeah, it's pretty if crunchy. If I had to say crunch factor, <laughs> Yardley and Doylestown are on the same level. Newtown is not crunchy. Newtown might be a little less crunchy. There's like two square blocks of crunchy people in Newtown. <laughs> <laughs> I think Percocy on the level of crunch, though, is is getting there, too. Per- Percocy's crunch yeah, is coming up. I think so. I mean, their, their farmer's market is pretty killer, and... Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are, you know, there shopping and interested in that kind of stuff. So I'd, I'd, I'd rate it up there on the crunchy level. Um, I'm trying to think, like, what what would be the criteria for peak crunchy? I think you would have to have someone, like, knitting socks onto telephone poles and things like that. What the hell? Have you ever seen that? No. Yeah, in Philly I have. In Philly I have. There'll be, like, somebody just, like, will knit at home and make, like, a roll of... Like kind of just like a long, they'll they'll knit it as wide as like the diameter or circumference rather of like a pole. Yeah, it's a tel- the telephone poles are. Uh, and they'll do anything like parking meters, all kind. Yep, there you go. Yep. Boom, dude. That's insane. that's crunchy. <laughs> that seems like some Vermont stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. like that. Per- that person like makes their own maple syrup. That is insane. Like whoever does that, their sister probably makes maple syrup. <laughs> It's a whole new meaning. Like they have like a whole family set up. They've got the knitter. They got one for the phone. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody, like if you do that, like if you knit stuff on the poles, uh-huh. someone in your direct circle is a beekeeper. Mm. That's how crunchy we're talking. Yeah. 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 But that's cool though. I think it's, um, it's very, it's, it's made very, like what you're doing is like, I don't know if it gets any easier to participate in like yeah. being good for the, cause the, if people don't know, I don't want to take the episode down a, like a, a rabbit hole, but there's a huge soil problem across the globe yeah. because of contamination from, um, factory farming, the fertilizers, the way they're not like recycling the, f- the soil. And then probably because we're also not like participating in composting things like there's these are all factors. And if you can do like, you know, you only eat an elephant one bite at a time. So, like, if you can fill a three-gallon bucket full of, like, your coffee grinds and banana peels, like... It's kind of the least that you could do. It's, yeah, it's like, can you, you know... If you're not going to throw it in this bucket, which is your trash can, you can turn three inches this way and put it in the other bucket. And then yeah. just put it out by you know, the, the curb, like your trash. So, it, you know, it doesn't really take um, much other than just developing a different habit uh and just changing just just a little bit so how many i guess how many buckets 
do you deploy? Like, how do you? How many buckets do you have deployed right now? Oh, they look like little army men. That's why I use deployed. <laughs> they got green lids. Yeah, um, that's not funny. Do not <laughs> laugh at that. How many buckets do I have out there? I, I'd say somewhere in the neighborhood of like, um, probably like three hundred, maybe three twenty-five. Oh wow, something Dang. like that. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a guess, but yeah, something around that. Um, that's a because there's some households that. Like I picked up from one person today, and their household has four buckets. Oh wow! There's there's multiple bucket people. Yeah, I guess I've never even th- thought about that. We're a one bucket household. We're a one bucket household, but um, yeah, there's plenty of households that have two buckets. Um, the one guy that has four buckets is is kind of the exception, but um, yeah, there's many households have have is two. Is that is that just because he has? that much volume every week that he like requested four buckets yeah so he gets picked up every like you guys you get picked up every every other week which seems it's it's a pretty good cadence for for people um and yeah he's just got you know a handful of kids and that many more mouths that are that are consuming and he fills he fills them up and uh there's but there's other things in there like yeah pizza boxes and some other like playing cardboard and stuff that is one thing that is I'm not embarrassed by it, but, like, if you drive past our house any one time and, like, the compost bucket's out, like, there might be, there's been times where I've been backing out of the driveway and there's four pizza boxes. <laughs> the pizza game is strong. I, <laughs> and I, I'm like, <laughs> and I think about it, I'm like, who the hell's ordering all this pizza? And then I'm like, wait, I ate a pizza last night. <laughs> like, dude, me and Ariel are Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> we have a pizza problem. Dude, those things are hard to throw out. They're so big. Where, the f- where do you put them, you know? You got to cut them up. Yeah. I remember back in the day when we when we were growing up, like the pizza place near my mom's house, like they had like this little square on the pizza box that if you cut it out and you got ten of those, you got a free pizza. Oh, no yeah. way! Yeah. yeah. So my mom would collect these squares up, and then like when she wasn't looking, me and my brother would steal like ten <laughs> and just go get ourselves a pizza. And she'd be like, "All right, I made this for dinner," and we're like, "We're not hungry." Like we just downed a pizza. <laughs> She's like, "How'd you buy a pizza?" I'd be like. <laughs> games game whatever like we were like kids <laughs> the first the first time we did it my it was just like this idea we had we're like can, can we do that <laughs> can we be like adults and go buy this pizza this coupon doesn't exist anymore and it's a shame yeah it is yeah a shame. i don't know i don't think it exists anymore it, or if it did it's probably inflated it's probably like 20 pizzas yeah. now yeah or free pizza yeah so where's your favorite pizza spot then around here yeah um you know Vince's on Durham Road, Road yep. by um, Organons, yep. like the original Organons. Yep. Vince's pizza is pretty good. Yeah. Like they have this sweet and salty pizza. I can eat the whole thing in one sitting, and I'm proud of that. That's insane. It's got like a little bit of crispy bacon on it, but like not a whole thing. It's like bacon grounds. Uh, okay. And the cheese and like the onion, the way it's like, and then there's like some sort of sweet part of it that I don't even, I just... Eat the whole thing and it's gone. I don't even think consider what's on it. It's probably the the bacon is probably cooked in some kind of sugar. <sighs> yeah, you Man, know sounds, you know me too well. That sounds incredible. Um, <laughs> the their plain pizza is pretty good. Yep. Um, I like Baco's Drunken Brooklyn Pie. Oh, I've had it. With We've you. had that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one's pretty good. It's different. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in Doylestown. When we moved here, my wife asked on, like, a Facebook group, like, what are the good Doylestown pizza places? And the order in which they went, like, best to least, we've found that it's actually the opposite way. 
Yeah. And the people of Doylestown don't know good pizza. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite pizza spot is out this way. What's your I'm definitely stopping after. I'm interested to hear what. Uh, so, you know, Spatola's on Cold Spring Creamery? Yeah, they. I think they have the best they, pizza, hands down. We wow. That was the, the list reversal. Mm. Oh, Spatola's yeah. Spatola's was towards the end of the list, and I had th- we had that pizza. I'm like, okay. Oh, man. There's that, hope that for Doylestown. That pizza is awesome. There's a lot of pizza places in Doylestown, though. But I think there's more in Newtown. But there's more people in Doylestown. Yeah. There's like 17 pizza places in Newtown. Damn. I'm not exaggerating. That's insane. I think in Trenton has a shitload of pizza places. Yeah, that's what you expect from Trenton. Dude, there's like my there's one literally around the corner from my house. It's called Cavello's. Amazing. They have like the best Cavello's. pizza. Yeah. It's so fucking good. We should do a pizza tour. We should. Dude, literally every mile down the road, you'll find a new one. It's insane. What if we just... Just sli- slice like one little bite of each pizza. It's <laughs> just like, nope, nope. <laughs> Next, <laughs> it would take you because like I think pizza places are like of all the businesses I can think of, they're the most like there's so many. Mm-hmm. There's almost too many pizza places. What is there? I don't know that. I'm not in the pizza business, so I can't really comment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking shit. It's um, not that hard to make, so I don't know. <laughs> whoa, Gilmar. It's not. I used to make pizzas. Not that hard. You did. And we could <laughs> say that the pizza at that amazing place was never the same after you left. Yeah, it wasn't, I guess. Yeah. I, I know this for a fact because I would go there literally every Friday. No, I haven't had it since. It's not the same. Yeah. Damn. R.I.P. Have you ever been to the vault in Yardley? Oh, yeah. What do you think about their pizza? Um, So I usually get the mushroom pizza there. The mm. mushroom one. Mm, that's um, a good one. It is. Yeah. I I'm a brown sugar buffalo guy. My wife likes that. That was that one's it's a weird pizza. Yeah, yeah. She she definitely likes that. I don't I don't eat meat so um or like, you know, beef and pork and all that. But um yeah, she really she really likes that. If we're ordering, that's what she's getting, and I'm definitely getting the mushroom. Nice. Um it's it's good, but I gotta be in the mood for mushrooms. I generally like plain pizza and um yeah, I definitely was dri- when I was driving here I'm going, Ooh, Spatola's is not far. I'm going to pick up a whole pie for myself. You Damn. definitely should. Yeah, I am. Do you like a crispy pizza or a more of a saucy pizza? Like what's your ratio like? Oh man. Um, so it can't be too thick. I like I, I like New York style pizza, I guess. And mm. um so kind of the right balance of sauce and cheese. I don't want a very sloppy pizza. I don't want yeah. grease dripping all over the place, but um and the sauce can be a little sweet and that's cool. Mm. Um yeah, so a sweeter tomato sauce does does do pizza right. Yeah, yeah it's so yeah. good. So that's yeah. what I think they have. They have like a, su- a sweet sauce, but not too. It's just perfect. So as the sauce, like where your dough, like where your dough comes from, or if you make your dough, that's a huge factor. Mm-hmm. But I think single handedly, the most important thing is the sauce yeah. on a plain pizza. I think you have to, being fair to rate pizza places, it has to be a plain pizza. Yeah, because like so. Vince's, Vince's pizza is this bacon nonsense with apparently has tons of sugar on it, as Gilmar has called out. Well, the bacon is probably cooked in some kind of brown sugar. It's car- yeah, yeah, it's caramelized yeah. bacon. That's exactly I think what the situation is. Yeah. So like, that's amazing and it tastes good for different reasons. Mm. And that's more of like a you have to rate that pizza on like a dough consistency because the flavors are cheating. Yeah, that's true. So if if it's a plain pizza, you got tomato sauce. The cheese and the dough. Yeah. Let's see what you got. Yeah. That's, I think that's what it is. All right. <laughs> so you got to like, you got to let us know. Yeah, let us know how that What's is. your number two? Oh, man. 
Yeah, so I actually had a pretty good slice from Piccolo Trattoria in uh, in Newtown. Okay. That was pre- it was pretty good. Wasn't playing. I, f- I forget what I got. I think it was like a drunken Brooklyn something or another, and that was that was decent. They, have, um, they do have a good pizza, a- and I do like I, I do like Vault. Mm. It's it's so close. I could walk there. So um, you live like in the borough, kind of just outside of the borough. Okay, um, yeah, like the 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 borough line is mm. right there. So yeah, I could walk down. I live in Lower Mikefield, but um, nice. Yeah, it's a nice. It's a, it's a nice distance to be able to walk down there if I want to, but it's, you know, some nights I'm like, mm, nope, too far. Yeah. <laughs> so when you were starting out the the um, composting, mm-hmm. you were composting on your own property, and then how soon after that did you have to, like, establish someplace else to take your compost? Yeah, pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, so I – it was really kind of me testing out this idea. So, right, got started in in, uh, in 2019, and, um, you know, my first couple customers were actually out here in, in Doylestown. Um, and so a- as it grew, I you know, I was like, okay, well, let me – I have all these compost bins in my yard – um, and I have a fair amount of space and, and I only have one neighbor, which is nice. Um, so I composted about like 12 or 13,000 pounds of food waste on my property. Damn. Um, 12 or 13,000 pounds. That's a lot. It's like two of my truck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I composted maybe, a maybe diesel more. truck's worth of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of food that's waste. That's like, you, like, you just have to think about like, that's a lot, that's an immense amount of weight. That is yeah, a lot. Yeah, think about it in, in terms of elephants, right? So they're like two tons. You know, I'm going to so take your word for it. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, I, 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 I think about that. that I was like, huge. damn, that's something they're I should know. Tons. Um, so, yeah, a couple, I composted basically a couple elephants in my backyard. Um, and surprisingly, nobody, you know, I, it was made correctly. So nobody really had any reason to complain, right? If I was not... If I didn't have a compost company, I'd still be composting everything that I possibly could back there. So, you know, I just had that many more bins to accommodate all the food waste that I was bringing home. So, um, yeah, so I kind of quickly outgrew that space and went, oh, gosh, I I can't do any more than this. I've kind of hit max capacity and uh, I got to find another spot. So um, so I have a space on a farm, um, which is local to uh, local Yardley. And then I have another partner that I um, drop some stuff off to because... And a weekly, I'm 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 collecting thousands of pounds. So it's you know, one I needed help. Two I needed a bigger space, and um, yeah. So I I just do my own food waste at my house now. Nice. So I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. You can only do yeah. so many elephants worth of compost. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I've had too many elephants. Um, so when you when you come out, do you swap the bucket or do you just dump the bucket into whatever containers yeah. you have? Yeah, vehicle. so I have, uh, you know, I have a, a cargo van and I have it lined with um, with trash cans and the buckets just get tipped in there. Um, you know, there's, I, I had initially started out swapping buckets and then I said to myself, like, this is way too much plastic. You know, like, I have to have double the amount of buckets. Like, do we really need to have this many buckets in it? And I, yeah. And it was during COVID and I was like, ah. That's know. a good catch. Mm-hmm. That's I didn't necessarily think about the double buckets. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, you know, I didn't want to contribute to any more of the waste stream. And, um, you know, so I made the decision to stop swapping buckets. And people were pretty okay with that. Um, I was a little nervous and I went, oh, you know, it's, I'm giving, you know, clean buckets. And I get that people really like that. But does anybody care? Um, 
No, so, I don't think they do. No. So, you know, people can line their buckets now if they want to to keep them clean, and some people don't. Maybe they wash them. They probably don't wash them. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just a little bit more of an environmentally friendly way to go about it. So, so you, you, start, you still had your job, and you started this composting business. How, like, was there, like, an abrupt transition or did it like kind of happen over time where like on the weekends you were doing this and you kind of were like, I'm going to make this my full-time thing. Well, so actually what ended up happening is that, um, I, I ended up getting laid off. And so I'm like, okay, let me, let me just take a moment to think about this. Cause I was collecting stuff at, yeah, at work and bringing it home and doing all of that. And, um, and then I was like, okay, I think it's time to move the ball forward and create this company and do this at a little bit of a larger scale. So you were sitting on the idea. I was sitting on that. I was sitting on, on the idea for well over 10 years. Oh, wow. Um, so I had this idea, you know, a couple of jobs ago. <clears throat> and, um, I, you know, it's it's sometimes difficult to walk away from a solid paycheck and yeah. health benefits and 401k and all of that stuff. I think everybody can, any, <clears throat> anybody with a pulse and financial responsibilities yeah. can relate to that. Yeah. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise to say, okay, you know, it was myself and and almost my entire department that got laid off. And I was like, well, if this is not a sign, I don't know what is. (laughs) So I actually ended up interviewing for another uh, role similar to what I was doing before. And I declined it. And I was like, I think I've had enough. It's it's time to, you know, I don't. That's really cool. I I didn't want to have any regrets, right? You, You get to a certain point where, you know, you have the liberty of, taking risks and making some decisions that either work or, or don't. And I didn't want to go, you know, further down the road, which I was currently on in, in, in the creative field and look back and go, you know, I should have done that. I should have done that. And it's too late now. Yeah. And so I said, eh, no, thanks. I'm not taking this job. You can keep your, you know, nice salary and I will just <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, you know, luckily my wife is super supportive and has a really great job and, is able to kind of, um, you know, help out in certain areas and, and afforded me the opportunity to just explore the idea and really kick it off and, and get it going. So, so no regrets then? No regrets. It nice. is so nice That's not awesome. to sit in an office. Yeah, uh, I bet. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're also help, You're also making, it's really rewarding when you can, like, tie how you're making a living or, like, tie what you're doing with all your time back to something that's, like, really positive. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, the industry that I was working in before, you know, it was a good job. And, um, but I was like, does this align with my values? And no, it was a paycheck. You know, it was, I went to work because that's what you were supposed to do. Go to the office, do this, come home, do it all over again. That's just kind of how it it was. And, um, you know, and then reflecting back upon that, I'm going, oh my God, what was, you know, like no regrets there either, but did that did that line up with my vision of how I want to live my life and how I want to uh, teach and educate others and, and set an example and then offer people the opportunity to perhaps walk that same path with me. And, um, you know, so it, it, looking back, just even when I first started, I'm like, okay, like there's just so much progress that's been uh, made and, um, you know, really happy with the decision to just do something different. That's, that's really cool. What what was it like 
when you were starting out, did you have to use a lot of social media or was it like people you knew that signed up with you? Like what was that initial push to get like customers? Yeah. So I had a, um, just a part-time thing that I was doing and everybody in the office was like, I want to sign up. Okay. Well, here we go. And, um, so it was basically five of my friends that wanted to get going. And so they signed up and paid me to, um, you know, pick up their compost and, um, and it just started to grow from there. Uh, you know, social media is such a great tool to get the word out and to reach more people, but it's really a word of mouth thing, right? If, if, you know, you're talking to your neighbor and they're like, Oh, what is, what, what is this bucket? Like what is happening here? And you know, I've had it where people are just chit chatting and going like, yeah, this is what I do. Oh, that's awesome. How do I do this? And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, word of mouth for me is just enormous. Yeah. Um, you know, and the farmer's markets are also a great avenue for customer acquisition because the people that are at the farmer's markets shopping have a, you know, a right mindset of supporting local and are really appreciative of the fact that their farmers are, you know, busting their ass to grow these vegetables locally, bring them to the market, um, you know, and they're organically grown and, um, so, you know, my customer is also the customer that is supporting our local farmers. Nice. I'm going to add farmer's market to the crunch list. Yeah. yeah. There it is. <laughs> You're not quite knitting scarves on poles, but if you go to, like, if you go to two or, or one, one's not enough because, like, trendy people can go to farmer's yeah. market to feel included. But if you go to two or more farmer's markets every weekend or during the week, you're you're pretty crunchy. Yeah, you're crunchy as F. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But I think it I didn't always go to the farmers markets when my wife would go on the weekends. But when I did, it was always just such a cool um just to see all the individual businesses because they were I mean, some of them were fairly established. I'm not gonna lie. Like some yeah. of them are pretty big businesses. Yep. But they're still kind of like they have like this pop up feel to them. Yeah. So like you're still yeah. dealing like with somebody that's like, you know, closely to the ownership or most of the people there are the owners of what they're selling. And I always find that like when you're, when you're dealing in like products or merch, like whatever retail level you're at, if it's the owner you're dealing with and they're tied to what's being made or sold, like it always seems to be just a little bit better. Sure. Even, even like well on the, like, like higher on the quality scale, like just a little bit better as like a standard. Yeah. But like usually the stuff's like well above what you could get like at a grocery store or so much better. Yeah. You know, it's I, I dread the end of the season where I'm picking my last tomato. I'm like, damn, that was it. <laughs> Until next year, these t- the tomatoes at the grocery store are disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. trying to think who we were talking to recently that does a lot of farmers markets, and they were just like, yeah, f- oh, the Nord Nord Bread. Nord Bread oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They were telling us all about the farmers markets and like just how they like how they are what the ratio of their revenue is farmers markets to like the retail. Yeah. Cause they sell it like organins and like probably a couple other places yeah, that I don't know about. Places. Yeah. I was next to Bianca last weekend, um, at the Yardley farmers market. Oh yeah. I she's mean, great. She's awesome. And it, her, their bread is so good. Yeah. And yeah. It, like, you better get to the market early or you are not getting what you want. Yeah. We, uh, we, we promoted, um, some pizza event they were supposed to have and then i had to cut it out of the editing because it was all it was canceled oh yeah so i was like oh man and then i just you know shed a little tear for the pizza event 
Because <laughs> it was next Wednesday, and that's like what I was going to do for Thanksgiving Eve. Mm. Was make pizzas with Service Brothers and Norton Bread. Oh, that would have been cool. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, maybe next year. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Bread event. <laughs> but yeah, they were they were really cool. Um, who else? Do just um, what's her name from the milk company? Does she go to? I don't think she goes to farmers market. Um, I don't remember her. She should. She she She's should. at same level. Yeah, but it's like the, that attention to detail, and so it's kind of like the story behind what yeah the farmers market vendors like well, sure. bring I mean, to the table. Yeah, and they're they're in the community. I mean, you go to the grocery store, you don't know who the heck grew your vegetables, and it's unless it's says organic, it's definitely not. And even if it says organic, it might. Yeah, not still yeah, that's be still a big question yeah. mark. But you know, the folks that are growing there, like you know, I, I got sweet potatoes from uh, from Love Grows, and I'm like, oh my god, these are the best sweet potatoes I've ever had. It's just so much more delicious when they're picked. You know that week or the day before or whatever it is and um you know and they go about farming in the way that farming should be and it's not using uh chemicals they're they're using you know compost and regenerative ways of uh keeping the soil healthy and it it's it's reflective in in what they're you know feeding us what um so like you're a for-profit business then i am but do you do you qualify or do you get any sort of like tax incentives or like any sort of benefits because like what you're doing is kind of like good for, it's it's green it, it air is. industry kind of thing like is there any sort of like incentive for you to do this um so there are <coughs> grants and such that you you know that can be applied for um but uh yeah i'm not getting a kickback from like the government or anything um, yeah i was just wondering if like there's any sort of like subsidized benefit because there's there are people that are doing this, but it's not really like I don't know anybody else besides you locally doing yeah, this. Yeah. So I didn't know if there was any sort of like you know incentive like for you that you could give people like if the government were able to give you an incentive that you could like pass on to people. Like oh, I was I'd, just wondering how to that. how to generate like more um, volume, I guess, of yeah. this benefit because it does seem like I mean we the soil issue is irrefutable at this point and then yeah. what you're doing is like it would take a lot for that to help the situation of how bad it is with the soil but i think that like what you're doing is like a, a significant if like enough people did it like it would make a pretty big dent in the problem i would think i, I think so i mean you know it's it's kind of weird i was talking to somebody um earlier today and in other countries it's just the norm you just yeah. you separate your food waste out like the europeans or i have a customer that um she's from south korea and she's like this is just what we did and it was no different you took the trash out you took your recycling you separated your paper you separated your compost and it was just part of life yeah and um you know I, we've just got a long way to go here um, you know, you've got places like Vermont that it's mandatory and I think California's getting there and Massachusetts and, um, but we, you know, we just drag our feet in the mud because we think we're going to, you know, affect some, somebody's revenue in, in some way. But, you know, like for instance, if we just said, all right, no more fertilizer done, like that industry is dead and we used composts as, as the alternative, which it should just be the norm, but as the alternative, 
I mean, you know, th- we've got to look at it in, in a way where it's like, you know, is capitalism more important than caring for the only planet that we have to live on? Yeah. And when you start to shift your perspective like that and you're going, oh, yeah, yeah, this is, you know, it's not just Pennsylvania or the United States. Like, we all live on one planet until, you know, somebody finds some new place out in, you know, the whatever solar system. But, uh, you know, we may as well give a shit about the place that we live in. So there are, there are and have been a lot of benefits to capitalism, but there's a lot of byproducts of capitalism that we're kind of just stuck in yeah. that you would think at this level of like, it's like, you, it's, it's kind of like, when you when you say like oh when i make more money i'll i'll do that like whatever that thing is right. or it's like i'll donate you know i don't have the money to donate now but like when i have the money i'll give back right. and then when you get the money you, you don't give like people are just they don't give you back don't i mean there are people that that do so like that's why i was kind of saying like they would be nice to see like an incentive because like yes unfortunately like our culture is largely driven by money and and more. Yeah, yeah. The concept of just, like, more everything. But, like, if we could somehow tie, like, the financial benefits of, like, unfortunately, but, like, if you could tie the financial benefits of composting to the bigger picture and then bring it, like, scale it back down to the individual, yeah, it would be a no-brainer. But the problem is, like, a lot of people are disconnected from, like, the problem, like, People just go to the store, they buy what they buy, and then they go home. They don't realize, like, you know, how many, like, they're talking, like, that there's going to be, like, 60 more seasons of farming left. Yeah. Because of, like, the quality of soil. Did you know about this? So, like, the soil is so, like, just dead. Like, there's nothing, like, no microbes and, like, no, like. Nutrients. Yeah, basically micronutrients mm. left in a lot of the soil that's being farmed that, like, eventually it's going to just start. We're going to have, like, Dust Bowl 2.0. And, like, yeah. Damn. I mean, like, let's yeah, hope that's not true. Yeah, so it's not true. But if it is, like, how many how many more years of, like, eating <laughs> do you find important? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you had kids in the last, you know, couple of years, like, you should kind of be like, oh wait, wait a minute. Yeah, it's it's something to to pay attention to. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense, and I think you're doing a great job, like making it easy. I mean, that's you know, people don't really want to go, and uh, not everybody, but like you know, a lot of people just don't want to go, you know, way out of their way to do something. If you can make it super simple, that it becomes a no brainer for people, then. You know, they'll just adopt a new habit pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to make it hard for anybody. I'll, I'll happily do all the hard work and all the gross and smelly, dirty work. Like, that is fine by me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so long as, you know, there's a lot of participation. Um, you know, a lot of people have this this mindset of like, ah, it's not my problem or I just, I don't generate enough or, you know, we, we all create food waste, mm-hmm. whether, you know, you forgot about the sandwich in the back of your fridge or you made a cup of coffee and had a banana for breakfast either way like there's waste there yeah there's inevitable waste which is you know your coffee grounds and and your banana peels and stuff like that and then there's oops i I forgot about that or um you know this apple was disgusting because it was out of season and it tasted weird um 
Yeah, my wife has made me pull trash back out of the trash can. <laughs> She's like, did you just throw that pizza crust in the trash? I'll be like, no. Try to lie her. Definitely, it wasn't me. <laughs> it was it was Rambo. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was uh, what? <laughs> I'll just be like, what? <laughs> um, how much of like what you're doing right now? Like, or how much of your time is spent, like, educating people? Every single day. I mean, it's, you know, either through through social media, through farmer's markets. Um, uh, you know, I've done a lot of teaching to students, which is, you know, younger kids, which is really exciting. Like, you've gone into schools? I've and got, like the, yeah, I've gone into that's schools. That's probably cool. Um, they're, so, they're so much fun. And they're just, like, they're little sponges. And they have, you know... They have no filter, so when they say things, it's just it's coming right out, and they have <laughs> they have some good ideas. They're like, "Yes, Billy, we are killing the planet." <laughs> <laughs> so it's like kids are rough. Uh, yeah, you know. So I had this one profound experience with a with a student, and I don't know. I went to to a class, and maybe they were seven or eight years old, and you know, I said to them, "You know, anything that was once alive can be composted," and this this young girl raised her hand. She said. Well, we're alive. Can we be composted? And I'm like, oh my god! Like the answer is yes. <laughs> and, you know, and she's like, okay. Well, if this is true, how come you know we don't um, have these flower fields of of people? And why are we putting people in coffins? And what? And I'm like, oh, you're seven or eight years old. Please run for president. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, Megan, you've got it all figured out. <laughs> she, she did. And it was it was just astounding to just listen to, you know, not only her, but the other questions that the kids had. And, um, you know, they, they were just so into it. Yeah, it's, it's really cool to see how, like, imaginative kids that age are and how, like, problems are just so simple. Yeah, and then what's disappointing is, like, you think about, like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Like, the kid's got it all figured out. And then you're like, wait a minute. Like, w- what happens between, like, now when you have figured it out to, like, you becoming an adult? Like, all that kind of yeah. just, like, disappears. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's it's the responsibility of, yeah. of parents and educators and really to continue, you know, driving that message home, but also to, to do something about it, right? If your kid has an idea or is interested in something like this, like, p- pursue it with them. It might be unconventional or, or, you know, out of the ordinary, but, you know, it's it's the beauty of kids and having just kind of a, a creative mind that's not hampered down by all of the, oh, I got bills to pay, I got this and this, mm-hmm. like, you yeah, know, plenty of time for that. Just explore and be, you know, curious and inquisitive. Yeah. That's, um, I wonder how many of those kids, like, when you speak to kids, I wonder, like, how many of them go home and, like, because kids talk to their parents when they get home. Yeah. Like, I wonder how many times, like, kids came home and, like, their parents became customers because yeah. of that. I, you know, it's it, it has happened, and, and or I've had um, kids that are already, you know, their parents are customers, and so they're like, I do this at home, and, you know, they're talking about it to all the other kids, and, uh, you know, the, the best is kind of, I have this, um, a worm bin, right, so worms can be used in, in composting, and I bring a worm bin out to the, 
to the classroom and just show the kids how they the worms break food waste down and what that looks like and you know, I'm so I'm wondering if how's your day at school? Well, I saw this entire bin of worm poop, and you know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, so I'm hoping that I'm I'm bringing some fun to the to the dinner conversation there. Yeah, it's I'm I'm sure you're I'm sure there's impact there because like when we were kids, like p- people like you, maybe not the compost company, but like different people would come to like speak to like my school. And, like, you always remember that stuff mm-hmm. yeah. as kids. Like, you remember that when that time when the author came to our school and they talked to us about, like, surviving in the wild? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, like, a very, very impactful at that age because you, you don't have an immense amount of experience yeah. to, like, compare anything to. So, like, everything's wild. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I want people to come. Yeah, there's this lady. She came and she did all this, and we need to start composting. That's yeah, not even that. But you're, then you're teaching kids at a young age to do that because I wasn't yeah. taught that at that age. I didn't. I didn't know what composting was until I met Anna. I was like, what yeah. the hell is this? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like in all fairness, they like they don't. Yeah. Schools barely teach like they don't even teach like financial literacy. Yeah, like, there you, you go. Yeah. They're not. They don't have time for compost. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, so they, it's kind of they need to make a little adjustment there of how to just here's how to be a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there are cool schools that I've heard of that like like different f- friends of mine send their kids to or different things where like one of my buddies sends his kid to a it's like a kindergarten preschool type set up mm-hmm. but it's like literally on a farm and they like feed chickens and oh, that's, that's awesome do like farm stuff all day i mean there's some classroom component to it but they're literally like feeding a horse like they're just doing all like this f- like farm rut like rough culture type stuff like that like i'm like wow that's so that's so cool yeah i I, well, I, I thought like what would i've turned like what would i be like if i because you're just a more well-rounded person when you see, like, when you're exposed to that volume of things yeah. at a young age. Because kids are getting the technology and all that stuff. Like, they're they're figuring that stuff out without school. Like, they had computers class when we were in school. Like, they had typing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, now I, I don't think that. they probably have that stuff. No, no like, they, they come you out. You grow up like, typing. Like, you're literally born it. with an iPhone. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> insane seeing my nephews figure out how to use different programs and apps without never having seen them at all like they they just just download something new and they just already know how to use them like god damn yes so what i'm saying when i campaign Mm -hmm. there's no more typing your computers classes like why don't we have you know farming yeah or gardening or different it's it's coming around i think you know some schools are you know adopting a a, um like a garden and you know talking about that like uh, or or like some parts of like biology or botany or something like that mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it's you, you need to know where your food comes from it just doesn't come from a store in a box like here's here's how something grows and mm-hmm. it's important right? i think those are like foundational things that every child should should know about so that you know as they get older they have these more informed decision making tools to and say they're like appreciative yeah, and how? Yeah, how much time does it go? It goes into growing your tomatoes, and how hard is it to harvest or or not? But it's it's fun, right? You're like you start the seedling, it grows, and you get food at the end. Like it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be interesting to see like what our culture would look like if there that appreciation or realization of how much goes into every little thing. Yeah, 
Because right now it's just like the phone, you type something into the phone and then Amazon man brings <laughs> <laughs> brings brings the stuff out. Yeah. Right? But if you realize that, like even just like you said, like a tomato, like if you at a young age had to like raise your own tomato plant, you when you got older you would think like you would you would look at food waste much different. Yeah. If you knew that like your tomato plant could just die on you at any at any time. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you overwatered it, dead. Yeah. Bugs dead. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, like this is actually really hard. Like I appreciate these tomatoes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I ha- I have that appreciation for Brussels sprouts. I grew I grew them one year and it took months. Wow. Months to grow. One stalk was good. I harvested like twenty Brussels sprouts. You know, I only had to like two plants, but I harvested like twenty Brussels sprouts and then just bugs came and ravaged the one plant. Oh, and I was dang. like, oh man. That was six months of effort or whatever it was to to grow this plant. It just loses some bugs. Yeah, that I, sucks. Yeah, sometimes you just have to saute them and eat them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Extra protein. Hey, That's right. Yeah, I mean, you didn't have that choice back in the day. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's one of the things that it's just like, okay, wow, that was eye-opening. And I go to the grocery store and I get Brussels sprouts and I'm like, I'm really thankful for these Brussels sprouts. See, I feel I feel a bit, like, exposed right now because, like, I love Brussels sprouts, but I have no idea what a Brussels sprout, like, plant looks like. <laughs> or, like, can, can we Google that? Yeah, yeah, pull, pull that up. What is it, like, we're getting educated here. Yeah, I misspelled it so hard, but it's all right. Oh, kind of, oh, that's kind of yeah, wild so looking. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. They grow up on this stalk, and it's like you snap them off, and they're basically like cabbages growing on a pole. Wow! <laughs> wow! That's some Jack and the Beanstalk type stuff right yeah, there. It just—that's not at all what. Like if you had to, if you had to make me guess, <laughs> that's what we should have done. We should have had like Andrew draw a picture of what you think of Brussels sprouts. Like, 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 that's not at all. Like that's way cooler than what I would have thought. What did you imagine? I don't even know now because I've seen this. You thought it was like a grapevine or something? Or maybe like how potatoes, they just yeah. underneath the ground? Yeah, I guess like a more of a, you know. Well, I know it's not a potato thing because it's green, so it's got photosynthesis going on. Yeah, you're right. But I guess they kind of look like, um, like if you looked at them real quick, like you'd be like, that's a pineapple. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of looks like there's like, a, it has like a lettuce top to it. So it kind of looks like the lettuce grew too tall out of the ground mm-hmm. and just like had some stuff hanging off of it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. But now I understand why you could only get like how like you'd have to. I can put down some Brussels sprouts. Yeah. So same. like so I'm literally like, uh, eating like multiple plants worth of Brussels you, sprouts. potentially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You definitely are. I mean, that's maybe one of those stocks is like maybe part of your dinner. That's <laughs> that's it. You don't you you don't really get any leftovers there. So um, yeah, you're, yeah, you're definitely eating multiple plants. What do you call your soil? Like, do you, is it something different? Like, is it Kona soil? I just call it. I, I mean, I just call it Kona Kona compost. And uh, um, where does the name Kona come from? So Kona's my dog. Okay. And uh, you know, when I was a little bit smaller I you know I would bring her out uh collecting compost with me and she'd come and hang out and usually take a nap in the front seat and you know because when I was starting the business and as I was leaving the corporate world I said all right I have the opportunity to design my life what do I want it to be I want to hang out with my dog I want to be outside I want to make a difference in the world how do I incorporate all of this stuff and um yeah so she used to come and hang out now it's just it's way too busy so uh, she'll hang out with me outside when I get home. But, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, she used to come and yeah, yeah, exactly. So she would come and, and uh, keep me company. <laughs> what was, a good looking great. dog! Yeah, yeah, she's a good girl. Um, but yeah, my uh, yeah, the company's named after after her. Do you have? Is it just you still, or is it? Do you have employees or anything yet? Yeah, it's just me. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll get to the point where I will need additional help. Um, I'm not quite there yet, and I still can do it. But you know, it's. It's a, it's, it's starting a lot. to get to a lot. It's a lot, you know, because it's like, yeah, I collect the compost. I I will make the compost, but then you go home and you still have to do all of the other stuff and, um, you know, prep for the farmer's markets, you know, do your stuff on QuickBooks. And, you know, so it's it's the life of a business owner. It is what it is. And, um, yeah, eventually we'll get to the point where, you know, I'll send somebody out to go collect the compost so I can focus on some bigger stuff. What um When you go to the farmer's market, what does that look like for you? Like, are you giving buckets out? selling memberships at that level or are you just educating people it's 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 both um you know it's a great opportunity for people to come up and ask questions and um you know i do a bunch of educating about compost but um i also do a lot of educating about uh gardenings and and talking about regenerative practices and um um, you know vegetable gardening fruit gardening and i have a pretty strong interest in native plants um, so, you know, it depends on who comes up and has a conversation with me, but that's generally what I'll talk about. Um, and you know, it's also nice for the customer to put a face to a name and be able to go like, okay, well, how does this work? Tell me more. And, uh, so I inevitably get a bunch of signups at the farmer's market. It's just, it's just a great place for me to be. Yeah. Um, you're kind of coming to your cu- your customer base. So. I, yeah, yeah, I am. Um, and, you know, a lot of people come up and ask questions that already compost. They have compost bins at home, um, but they have questions. And, you know, sometimes things aren't going so well and they want to know how to, to fix it. And um, so I do um, offer compost consultations. Well, I will come out to your house. We'll work on your compost together or I'll help you get um, up and running if that's what you wanted to do. And, um, you know, so I'll do that. I'll do gardening consultations and, um, you know, people will walk me through either what they're growing or what they plan to grow and, you know, how they can do it better. And, um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's kind of a blend of everything that I, I just, I really enjoy that I'm doing at my house. Anyhow, um, you know, again, how do I design my life? How do I want to spend my day? It's That sounds yeah. really, that just sounds really cool how you just kind of engineered your time uh yeah it was do i want to sit in office nope i'm done like i'm done (laughs) i can't do that for anybody you know in this lifetime again i'm i'm good on that i experienced it it was great i learned a lot but i don't want to do it anymore yeah i mean i think everybody can relate to that to a certain degree uh, Even if you're in an office right now listening to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. If you're in an office, feel es- free to escape. break away. <laughs> escape. Follow the light. Follow the light. <laughs> Start composting first, though. Yeah. Use your your hard-earned in- income to fix some soil. Yeah, man. Uh, grow, your own, grow your own food. I mean, I, th- I feel like, you know, over the pandemic, I was like, okay, you know, when shit hit the fan, I was like, what do we, you know, we grow our own food. This is great. I save seeds. This mm-hmm. is also great. I've got fruit. And I'm like, we're good. We're, we're totally good. Yeah. You know, combine that with a little uh, mushroom foraging outside. And, and I've got. Oh, uh, you're, you're into foraging? I, I love it. Wow. I his girl, it. dude, his you girlfriend over girlfriend. here yeah. is like a mushroom. Yeah. She's a uh, connoisseur. She's actually studying microbiology and she's doing a, um, 
uh, I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to try to explain the best I can to the knowledge that I picked up from her. He's describing her crunch factor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So, I'm a one, one to ten crunch level is a... I, I would say she's a solid seven. Okay. I, I like give her hold- an eight. Yeah, I feel like I'm holding her back from being a ten. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I modernize her too much. Yes. Yeah, you are. But um, basically, there's there's these woods in Princeton, and they have a lot of invasive species. Yeah. So she wants to find out if um, there are certain... Um, uh, fungi that can break down those those species after they've been cut off oh, so cool. they can naturally decompose. So, yeah, she's she likes the forest. She's actually president of the Mycology Club in, in Mercer County. And cool. so, yeah, that'd be cool if you guys connected. Oh, like, I'd, I'd love to. Stuff. There's yeah. a great mycological <laughs> society yeah. there, Get together too. forage. Yeah, for real. Yeah, that's so much fun. I love going with her because I take all the photos whenever uh-huh. she goes out. And I just have the best time with her. She, it, it's a lot of fun to go out and just identify mushrooms, come together with different people, and try to figure out what is what. Uh, like I enjoy that a lot. But yeah, I think I I have mm-hmm. done zero of that, but I think it's definitely a goal of mine to oh, be able to like to. walk around and be like, I know what that is. Yeah, with confidence. Oh yeah. Because now it's now it's like a roll of the dice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like I don't know though. I want this adventure. Yeah, 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 dude. It's but so cool. I think that's a that's a cool talent to have to it be is. able to kind of. It's kinda... fun. I, you know, I text my wife and I'm going. Ah, I'm, I'll be I'll be back in a little bit. I'm going to the supermarket. Okay. And then I text her a picture. I'm like, look what I found. And she's like, oh, my God. All right. You know, so I'll bring home dinner. And I'm like, this is exciting, you know. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I'll go out foraging for uh, for mushrooms. And I get um, this fall, I got a nice haul of, uh, of chestnuts. Ooh. And, you know, so, uh, you know, I'm not going out there and going, you know, you know, way to the end of the scale of, of eating some weird stuff. I, I do it in a safe way. But, um, yeah. you know, it's it's nice to know that. Have you ever grabbed a mushroom and been like, eh? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that could be, you know, the first and oh, last no time way. you try that mushroom. Yeah. So. <laughs> no way. No. Like, you know there's got to be a first person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They, they had that event for Or sure. like if somebody forgets about mushrooms. Like say like there's like a strain of mushrooms that people forget about. Mm. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, man, I can't find this one in the books. There's got to be another person for like a second time. <laughs> who's willing know. to uh to yeah, put their so life on the line there's there. folks out there that are willing to roll the dice on mushrooms that's insane yeah they, they could, walk they walk among us that's insane dude. it could go really wrong yeah like somebody who wrote that book that anna studied to be like these mushrooms are okay oh yeah that dude or lady probably found out which mushrooms aren't okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they found the fun ones, the and edible s- ones, and, and the deadly yeah. ones. And then somebody just like picked up their notebook off their dead body and was just like, "I'm going to continue the path." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's intense. That's why I think like, that's why I think I want to get like into like understanding that stuff, so I feel less scared. Mm-hmm. Even though there's no chance of like, I guess if I like tripped and fell and like. My mouth- <laughs> 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 How stupid is that scenario? That's the only way they're getting me. <laughs> but like otherwise, like I want it's like uh it's like shark diving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. Dude. But not. Yeah, you're yeah, in dangerous you waters. No, like they don't they're not supposed to bite. Yeah, it's their home, dude. Right. You're intruding. Exactly. It's like next time somebody asks you like what like foraging is like, be like, it's like shark diving. <laughs> <laughs> But but on land, I can look up and yawn. It'll fall in my mouth. You never know, dude. (laughs) Dude, Oh my god, (laughs) that's such a stupid scenario. (laughs) You said it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, Be sad. How can people find you? 
Like, what's the best way to connect with Kona Compost? Um, so, you know, either on social media, um, on Instagram or Facebook, or people can shoot me a, a note at info at KonaCompost.com. And, um, yeah, come visit me at the farmer's markets. I'll, uh, I'll be at the Wrightstown Winter Market um, on December the 3rd. And uh, probably be there a couple times throughout the winter season. So um, we're kind of catching you like out of farmers market season right now. Are they are they still going on? They are. Yeah, I think um, the last of these. You know, it's freezing outside now, but uh, the last of these summer season is coming to an end. I know at the Yardley Farmers Market this weekend, and I think the Wrightstown Farmers Market maybe this weekend too, and then the winter market starts. So um, Yardley's having one, Wrightstown's having one, Doylestown's having one, and maybe Percocet, I'm not so sure. So they do like one a month rather than one? Um, I think they're going twice a month. Um, yeah, it's a, it's taxing to stand out there in the cold yeah, the, every the, the Wrightstown one is inside, which is nice. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is, that the, is it still like near that quarry? So um, Wrightstown Winter Market is going to be at Chandler Hall in in Newtown, and I know they, okay. they were at the Grange all summer. Oh, um, all right. Yeah, and the Yardley Farmer's Market is down uh, at Buttonwood Park, um, which... Um, I think that's probably how my wife found you, to be honest with you, because when, when we lived in Yardley, like, the Farmer's Market scene was a big deal for her on Saturdays. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice Farmer's Market. It's, yeah. you know, easy. There's parking. Um, great I think that's how there. she found Nord Bread, too. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then... Um, their stuff is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But your website's really cool too. Oh, like thanks. the pictures are are nice. Um yeah, it's it's helpful that I have a uh, a background in in photography and and design so. Yeah, it's uh, funny how that comes in. Like your past will like help you out. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I was you know, I'm able to to shoot whatever or design whatever and um you know, it's it's uh comes in handy. Awesome. Yeah. Do a great job. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Do you have anything else do you have to add to this amazing podcast that we did here together? (laughs) (laughs) This work of gold. Yeah. Yeah, So we hit home runs there. (laughs) Yeah, we did. So uh, you know, I guess it's it's something that I know so Thanksgiving's coming next weekend and then, you know, we've got the holiday season and it's it's like, you know, it's a it's a good time. So like for, you know, whatever holiday you celebrate, um, you know, if you want a kind of a cool and unconventional gift for somebody, like get them a gift certificate to compost. Like Set somebody up for you know. Don't get them a thing. Get them a an experience or something that'll kind yeah. of change life a little bit. That that would actually be like a pretty awesome gift. Yeah. Somebody somebody thought enough about you to be like, hey, I'm investing in your future. Yeah. Environment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So you know, think about that. And if you're not composting yet, I guess you know. I always tell people, I was like, all right, if you're not convinced yet, just take a you know a Tupperware container and just put your food scraps in there for like a week or two and see how much it gets filled up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, holiday time, especially there's just a lot of food waste that happens. And, um, you know, it's something that I think we, it is true. We are particularly wasteful this time of year. Yeah. 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 It's like, Oh my God, too many cookies. I'm done. So, um, (laughs) you know, I mean, and they're compostable by the way. So cookies are anything. Yeah. I eat all the cookies. I mean, I'm I on eat co- all the I'm, cookies too. I'm on cookie prom- like probation. Right yeah, now. are you? Dang. Oh yeah, there's a serious in in our house. There's like a wanted poster for the dude or person, <laughs> individual. I'm not gonna snitch myself out. <laughs> but the Reese's the mini, Reese's cups minis and like the cookies too. It's just a silhouette of you. <laughs> it's like a sky. Yeah, like wanted. <laughs> Ariel will be like, oh, give me that Reese's cup 
wrapper that 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 you have in your pocket <laughs> and i'll be like all right so i'll hand it to her she, like i'll hand one to her i'll have like four more in there <laughs> i'll be like i can't she can't know <laughs> yeah so she'll pat me down she'll be like give me give me the cups <laughs> That's show up in the fridge and be like y- were you eating cups <laughs> you eating the cups no i haven't had any yet mm-hmm so I get what you're, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all that stuff can, if you don't eat your chocolate, I highly recommend that you do. It can go in the compost. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just something to consider as we get into the holiday and uh, a New Year's re- resolution time, right? It's like you know, let's flip the calendar, start something a little different, and you know, maybe include that in in your um, you know, it's like how to how to be more sustainable. What's an easy thing to do? What um are there anything that people like? Com- like try to compost that we need to let them know that you can't compost um you know so it all asking for a friend yes asking for a friend <laughs> so um all food is compo- compostable right um but i don't know it's you know the thing that i guess bothers me the most or that you know people it's marketed to them that they can compost it or like compostable plastics and compost mm. like you know utensils and plates and cups and you know it's let's like just actually I, they are, but in an industrial facility, and it's like, why don't, let's just use the reusable stuff. It's so easy. Yeah. So I, I want that stuff to kind of, you know, go by the wayside and, and make that trend go away. It's total greenwashing, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, that's, the you know, the really the, the one thing that it's just, we don't, I don't want that stuff at yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. The idea of, like, plastic water bottles, when I started to think about that, like, what did we used to do? Like 50 years ago, there weren't plastic water no, bottles. Like, you drank from the hose, and it was completely safe. You know, yeah, it's or you like filled up, a, I guess, a, a, a mason jar, and you just <laughs> yeah. rolled dirty with no lid. And, yeah. But, um, yeah, everybody's just so quick to water bottle it up now. So Yeah. 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 Easy. Yeah, put that on your New Year's resolution. <coughs> no, uh, you know, get yourself a nice metal bottle. And yeah. yeah. Get yourself no a yeti. Treat no, yourself. No more plastics. Yeah, exactly. Um, This was a good time. Yeah. I feel like we learned a lot today. Did you learn anything? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing this for you. Thanks, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to, like, you do so much for me, I'm trying to <laughs> talk dirt. <laughs> um, I would so like yeah. this episode to be named Let, Let's Talk Dirty. Let's Talk Dirty? Okay. Well, we, can, we can make that happen. Okay. That's happening. Let's yep. Talk Dirty. <laughs> Congratulations! You're the first person that gave us uh, an episode title. Oh, that, yeah, like, we oh good, that. great, yeah. yeah hey, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We finally got a sound effect. No shotgun today. Yeah, yeah, all right, fine. I'll give you one. <laughs> <laughs> Just cause. <laughs> um. So thanks for coming in. Cool. Yeah. Thanks and, for having um, me. I guess do we have to? There's nothing we have to shout out today, mm-hmm. other than ourselves and the subscription button that you must press. Yeah, and. You know, enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the holidays. Thanksgiving's next week for us, but you probably will be listening to this around halfway to Christmas. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know when Hanukkah is this year, but it could be it could be Hanukkah. Could be Hanukkah. You could be lighting candles as you listen to this episode. Exactly. So we appreciate everybody that listens. Uh, we hope you learned something. Um, I feel like there should be some action taken. If you listen to this episode, it's very clear what you must do now. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have your orders and sign up online or search on uh instagram so thanks for coming and uh that's that